Welcome to our podcast, Talk To Me Sister. I'm Kathy. And I am Sarah. And we are twin sisters documenting our surrogacy journey, discussing women's health, motherhood, and all the details that led us here. Our mission is to not only educate and inform, but to spread joy and hope through our story. Thanks for following along. Hey. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Welcome. Today, you just, it's just me and Kathy here. No special guest. So fun. Uh, my voice is like three octaves lower than usual because I'm like stopped up like a little kid. Okay, but I kind of like the vibe. You're like down <laughs> on my level now. <laughs> yeah, my voice <laughs> sounds like you. We're going to blend together this time. Oh, but so man, these so allergies good. this year are like d- crazy. I know. Whatever that, I feel like I can finally. Um, yeah. So I hope that phase is over soon. I know. I thought I passed phase. it. I, I thought I got, I thought I like skipped it out this year, but not so much. It jumped back in. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I'm excited about uh, giving everybody an update and talking about our topic this week, which is detox or what does even that mean you know yeah like what is a healthy detox I still have questions too about what's a healthy detox so guys we're going to cover all about detoxing ways to detox ways to um detox and just like myths frequently asked questions maybe uh you know I feel like it's a controversial topic but yeah before we dive into the episode let's give an update Kathy yeah, baby, baby boy is growing so big. I saw you oh at so- the soccer game, and I was like, "You're walking from afar, like up to us." One, you looked so cute because you're teeny tiny, except for your belly. And uh, it was the first time where I was like, "I feel." It was kind of hot. I was like, "I feel like she feels pregnant." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. First of all, thank you, thank you so much. It's so crazy to me how many people are like, "Oh my gosh, you're huge," and I'm like, "You're not first of huge." All, I know, I know. I I feel I feel great. I feel I love Who's saying that? Bang. That's like not the person. That's like not the thing you say to a pregnant woman, right? It's you look not. huge. We're going to okay, we want to pause this and say no, pause. But I'm going to say we need to do a whole like second, third trimester epi- uh, podcast episode on this. Yes. But yes, I I mean, people like everybody. And I'm like, first of all, I think they think it's a compliment. It also it's just a startling thing for someone to say to me. And I'm like, uh, should we have like a whole episode on things not to say to pregnant women? 100 percent because the hormones are raging. What about they're like, oh you're gonna be so hot. And I'm like, yep, yep, I know. <laughs> I signed up yeah, for you're it. Like, I yeah, actually this time signed up for it. Like I signed the dotted line on the contract. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm standing there next to you sometimes like, oh, great. Okay, this is great. Way to rub it in. I, I feel terrible. Um, no, no, but feel they, terrible. they should say, oh, my gosh, look at your bump. You look glowing. Like, how about yeah. that instead of, yeah. wow, you are freaking you're huge. huge. Wow, you're going to be hot this summer. I'm like, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're um, like, cool, cool. Just throw me I, a moo-moo, okay? Like, <laughs> God. But I did have someone recently who I ran into at the Splash Pad who was a friend we went to in high school with, and she was super sweet. You look great. She's on my favorite pregnancies in the summer. Like, that's what you do. She was like, you just wear moo-moos. You go to the pool. Like, she was so sweet. Yeah. Um, anyway, I honestly feel great. It has just started where I do feel pregnant, really. I mean, we are going to be 28 weeks, so third trimester on Wednesday, so like oh. in two days. Um, and it honestly has been such an incredible, fun, easy pregnancy. 
Uh, and it still is, but I'm just starting to feel like the waking up in the night and going pee and all of mm-hmm. that stuff, kind of the waddle, like I felt myself start to waddle. Um, and yeah. it really hasn't happened until now. So I feel so grateful for that. I feel really good. Um, we are going to an appointment next week for week 28, I guess, and doing our blood sugar test and all of that kind of like stuff that you do towards the end. Honestly, I feel great. And it has just kind of started where I'm having these you know, heaviness in my pelvis and my tummy. Um, and I'm glad I feel like, I feel like it's gone easy and it's gone well. I know. I feel like everything's progressing perfectly. It's yeah. kind of crazy that we're already at like the blood sugar test. Yeah. All this stuff like, I mean, we have the, we could start a countdown. I know, you know. I was going to say, I mean, eight weeks, give or take, I mean, a little, probably more like 12 weeks, but yeah, I mean, that's going to fly when yeah. I like, that's going to fly and it's gonna go fast. Yeah. And like your friend said, going back to the pregnancy thing, I had Charlotte in the summer and I loved it because I just floated in the pool and wore like really breezy dresses. But yeah, I know people complain of the heat. I'm not one that does. I I would prefer to be hot and sweaty. Yeah. Oh, really? I love it. Gosh, me not. Yeah. Well, I love the heat, but well, then cold. Then then the cold. That's true. That's true. Well, let's just pray for like not a terrible, humid July. Yeah, I'm, I mean, at least I'm just gonna go to the pool. I'm just gonna go to the pool. Yeah, we'll I'm just not float. worried. Just we'll float. float. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, I'm feeling good. I really feel great. Um, and I'm so grateful for I. I'm. I have my life has not adjusted. You know, except for going to the bathroom more often. Honestly, and that's it. <laughs> that makes me feel so much better. I mean, honestly, yeah. you've like breezed by it. It's kind of crazy. It's I just so at soccer I had this moment. I was like, okay, from here to like the time he comes, I feel like this is where you feel, you know. Yeah, you said kind of like the like aches and the pains and the sleep that sleeps uncomfortable, but right crossing our fingers that it's easy for you. Not too bad. I haven't had any of that pregnancy insomnia or anything like that. Like I've been able to sleep well, but I think Richard noticed yesterday how pregnant I looked because he came over like out of the blue and gave me a hug and was just like, "Hey." And I had already said hi to him and hugged him and was like halfway through the party. And I was like, oh, I think he noticed and like was making sure I was okay. Cause I think he was also like, oh, dang, she looks hot. Yeah. It was really hot yesterday. <laughs> Which was really cute. And we were all outside. Yeah. I think it's like, you know how it is for men. And, you know, I mean, even for me, I feel like I'm in a man's role this pregnancy because I'm not carrying the baby. <laughs> like when you yeah. see it physically and you see you pregnant, it's like becomes more real. So he's definitely right. like it's a real deal. Like so, it's real. Yeah. So cute. So cute. Well, let's do it. Let's start and talk about detox. Kathy and I would, wanted to do this. I mean, it's a controversial topic. Her and I talk all the time. You guys know I call her for like every kind of question, health related aside from my doctor, obviously, but, um, (laughs) I guess at first before let's, let's do a little disclaimer before we start the episode, because I want to say I researched a lot about detoxing when I was ready to detox, like after chemotherapy, after my body had just like been through the ringer, I really wanted to kind of do some things to kind of help my body detox naturally. And as I was researching, I mean, you know, you always see kind of the marketer, you know, the, the marketing out there of like all these detox programs, I want to say one, I mean, I am not a physician specifically, but I am, you know, I've had my own fair share of detox journeys, but I want to say that as, as far as detox goes, and this goes for fasting as well, Kathy, you'd probably agree that any kind of protocols that you do probably need to be 
uh, physician approved or maybe run by your doctor. Everybody's really different. I think everybody's bodies are different. Everybody's organs and livers are different and how they break down toxins and all those things. We're going to cover a lot of topics here within the detox category, but I would say consult with your doctor. And what do you have to say with that, Kathy? I mean, one, let's talk about why we detox in the first place, but what's your kind of take on, on that, how everybody's Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I, we are not doctors. I am not a doctor. Sarah's not a doctor. So check with your physician yeah. uh, or whoever you see for primary care before you start any kind of program. Though I think after you listen to the episode, you'll have a better idea of like what a healthy detox is. And it's not much more than just taking care of your body's natural mm-hmm. ability to detox in its natural form. So yeah. Uh, you know, of course I guide, this is my degree. I guide people in this area. Sarah has been through chemo and healing and a lot of her personal journey had been kind of resetting after chemo. And I think that's the word detox. If we like Mm. redefine it is kind of like a reset for people because the term toxin and the term detox they really don't mean anything. Like they're not clearly defined. When someone says I'm releasing toxins, what does that exactly mean? It usually means something different in, in terms of the conversation. If you're detoxing, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, yeah. cause your body. So usually it's, it's people are trying to do kind of like a reset, which is appropriate. Sometimes it is not appropriate all the time. So I think these are things we'll talk about. It's so, so true. And I don't even know if I necessarily love the word detox. I feel like no. In the past, before like pre-cancer, like in my twenties, when I was like, I feel like I need to do a detox. You know, when it was like a fad, uh-huh. it was almost like I feel like still it still is like, a fad. It still is a fad, but for me, I feel like it was a knee-jerk reaction. Like, okay, stop all normal eating habits and cut my calories in half, and only drink lemon water for the next ten days. It was like it was so my body. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it was such a like knee-jerk like almost like I'm going to hold nutrients back from my body and hope like I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm right. Um, that's, I think that's the biggest thing is like, I will say you don't need a detox. Like I'll say that to anybody, anybody listening to myself, to you, to people listening, we don't need a detox and detox is quote, the program of a detox won't work if we're like detoxing for, you know, three to 10 days or whatever people generally do and mm-hmm. then go back to binge drinking on the weekend and eating normally like the idea a detox in a healthy way is kind of like a reset like we do all of a sudden we're like oh my gosh I'm eating more sugar than normal or I'm Mm -hmm. you know my stomach I'm feeling constipated or bloated like sometimes we do need a reset but like a strict change or like under eating (laughs) or like yeah uh, like pulling that's not going to help in the long run I know. And I feel like what you just said was so me in my mid twenties, like when your body, when you feel like you're, you know, you're drinking too much on the weekends or you're eating terrible and your body's kind of crying out for something. Like I used to be like, oh, okay, I need to detox for sure. Like, and then, you know, after those three to four or five days go by, you go back to your normal lifestyle. And so I found that like now on the other side of things that I'm just like nourishing by my body more you know, cutting out things and adding back yeah. things into my diet and like being more mindful of like, quote unquote, a lifestyle. Anyway. Yeah. So I think that's, I, I think that's the point is like, you don't need a detox. You need your body 
was built to naturally get toxins out. So mm-hmm. that's like the biggest thing is going the healthy way to detox is what you're saying is to help your body optimize what it's already built to do, yeah. which is get toxins out by having bowel movement. Mm-hmm. By sweating, Which we're going to talk about in a second. Yes, yeah. we're going to talk about by, that. by sweating, by keeping your liver healthy. Your liver gets a lot of toxins out and things that we don't need, and we are exposed to a lot of toxins just in our environment. So okay. you know, pesticides on our food and chemicals, and you know, everything we come in contact with probably has <laughs> some kind of toxin. But our body can do a good job at taking care of that. So. The best way going forward of like, let's do detox in a healthy way is optimizing these ways that our body is already getting toxins out. Right. Rather than like a strict juice cleanse or something, which we will talk about. So Sarah, why don't we jump from that? Just like intro, because we'll talk, we'll dig into that to you telling people your favorite ways that you really kind of detoxed and cleaned up your body things that were going into it after chemo. Cause when you're going through chemo, you're literally pumping poison into your body. Yeah. So it was important. Yes. And I'm so thankful for chemo because it targets those cancer cells and those cancer cells were rapidly dying. And it, I mean, I'm so grateful for it, but it does like you, any doctor, like you, you can't hide the fact that it hurts. It damages good cells as well. I mean, it's it kind of is, I mean, it's obviously really hard on the body. So I wanted to be healthy about it. I consulted with some doctors and some naturopaths. And like Kathy said, like I just wanted to kind of help my body kind of naturally do it slowly. My biggest thing was slow. I mean, I think rapidly detoxing right after chemo, one, your liver, my poor liver was already like, help me. (laughs) So the last thing I wanted to do was do something drastic or like I was just really trying to do some slow detox things that I could really push my body to do it naturally. But Kathy and I, we're going to dig into, we're going to cover sweating, we're going to cover bowel movements and all those things. But a couple uh, natural ways to detox that I love and still do. um, Let's talk about lymphatic massages for drainage. Let's talk about just what a lymphatic massage is. So basically the fluid in the lymphatic system, everybody has that in their body. It helps remove waste and toxins from the bodily tissue. So we have, you know, toxins that get trapped in those kind of lymphatic areas. Some health conditions can cause lymph fluid buildup. I experienced that. I had a lot of swelling in my arms, swelling in my neck from toxins. The fluid in the lymphatic system helps remove waste and toxins, like I said. And so some natural ways to do that is lymphatic massages. And I have an amazing woman, her name's Betsy Bosch, and she's so gentle with the body and she targets specifically those lymphatic areas, which can be lymph nodes, spleen, tonsils, mucous membranes, I guess bone marrow, technically. That's something that I started to do slowly. I started to just kind of get those regularly. And you have to drink a lot of water afterwards because yeah, your body's... I love that. Yeah, it really... I mean, I saw like real results. I feel like some of my swelling went down. I was less puffy. It kind of just got that lymphatic drainage kind of um, just like that movement going in my body. And yeah. I really wasn't... I was still really weak. I wasn't doing a lot of moving. Now I move a lot. I exercise, but 
that was kind of a gentle way where she could kind of work on my body in those areas to kind of get that movement going. I think that's a really great way to like, just encourage your lip system to do Mm -hmm. what it was already created to do, like we talked about. Right. And I do, I remember you feeling swelling and puffing and you were getting all the fluids and everything. So yeah, I know that that was super helpful. That's really cool. Yeah. So I did that and we should talk about dry brushing too, because this is a simple way. Yeah. This is a simple way that you guys can do this at home and you don't have to go to a, like a masseuse or a special someone that specializes in lymphatic massages. Um, you can do this at home before the, before you get in the shower. And I do this one. I did it like every time I got in the shower for like six months and now I don't do it every, every day, but I do it every so often, but I actually it, I still do it every time I get in the shower. Do you? Oh, mm-hmm. even pregnant I- because I- I just feel one, I'm like, it's literally like, it's literally like, it feel like Coca-Cola to your skin. It's it like, literally is amazing. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what dry brushing is for okay, some people yeah, that are like, uh, what is that? Okay. So it looks like a bristle brush. Like, honestly, it looks like a horse brush, but, but it, it feels so hurts. Yeah. But it's like, nice. feels so good. Um, <laughs> it's nice. Um, so the coarse fibers of this brush, you guys, they remove the dead skin but they improve the skin's ability to eliminate toxins through your pores. So by brushing in line with that lymphatic drainage um, motion, like up towards your heart is what they say. It helps push lymphatic fluid towards the heart and stimulates the skin to eliminate toxins. And when this episode airs, I'll post on Instagram. There's this really cool, I think Goop posted it, but it was a really cool like diagram on how you should dry brush. Ooh. Do I'm you probably dr- not doing it right. I was going to say, how are you dry brushing? I, I to- just dry brush. Obviously, you're supposed to be dry. You're not supposed to get in the shower yet, people. Yeah. So I get in the shower, though, because that's gross because I don't want like my dead skin everywhere. Anyway, I get yeah, in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I dry brush. You're supposed to, I mean, what I read initially was like from the bottom of your feet up to the top. I can't reach down there very well. But anyway, <laughs> um, difficult now. you go like you that's go right. down, down and up, down and up. I mean, sorry. Like you're brushing up rather than brushing down, which 100%. is different than what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So right, dry brush up, like up your legs, up your arms, like basically motioning towards your heart. Um, Cause that's kind of like how that lymphatic drainage like goes. I've heard for the stomach, you kind of work clockwise in a clockwise direction. I still do that. Gosh, I don't know. I loved that. I felt like a new person. I don't know. I still love to do it. I think that's a good at home yeah. kind of thing. And remember your skin, everybody who's like, oh, this is kind of like hokey or whatever. Like your skin is your (laughs) largest organ on your body. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these things are, you know, not like ton of scientific backing because they're just like natural things. We don't have enough scientific money to like research, you know, thousands of women who dry brush, like let's look at their lymphatic health. (laughs) However, if you feel good when you're doing it, you know that your skin is the largest organ on your body and it's mm-hmm. exposed to a lot of toxins, especially in the summer, like when you were doing sunscreen and all the good things like that you were supposed to do. Anyway, you can also kind of cleanse your skin doing that, but it's actually working underneath like that lymph system. Yeah. And I think there's scientific proof of that. But yeah. And like, this is my specific journey and what I found kind of like helped catapult my body into naturally detoxing. If it works for you, yeah. great. If it doesn't, great. It also just feels really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about sweating. Sweating. Number one. Like number one. 
It is number one. It really is so important. I've had people be like, well, I just don't sweat. And I'm like, well, then there's a problem. <laughs> like, you know, there's an actual issue. Um, or they or, say, I don't like to sweat. Mom says no, that. Mom she said actually that says she doesn't sweat. Sorry, mom. But like, there's, then I'm like, well, you're not, one, not working hard enough. Two, there's some kind of blockage, <laughs> really, because your butt. Your body, there's some type of blockage. There, your body is supposed to sweat, and it's actually really important to get out. I think she's exaggerating, and I would actually be worried if she says she doesn't sweat. We'll yeah, clarify. Something very wrong. We'll fact check that. Okay, sweating. Okay. So, is this this is something that you were focused on after? Yes, chemo as well. But you also took a while to like, gain energy back. So, how did you focus on that when you were like, I can't exert a ton of energy? Yeah. Well, I wasn't like jumping out of bed doing CrossFit, obviously. So, but I knew (laughs) I needed to sweat and I have some naturopath, uh, like doctors and like friends that are really into infrared saunas. And, um, I've done them before in the past, obviously at in harmony, like some of us, some of you that know us, our mom used to work at, um, kind of a health and wellness spa. So I knew what an infrared sauna was and I've enjoyed it before it was easier on me than like a normal sauna, like a normal sauna. Like you get like short of breath and it's like so hot that you can like, you're breathing in hot air. Like I feel like infrared saunas were not like that for me. And so I actually started doing them in between treatments. Oh, you um, did? I don't remember that. I did. Oh yeah. Actually remember in the beginning, I went with you one time. Towards yeah. the end. I mean, I wouldn't do it like the next day, but like I would have a week off and I would do, I would just kind of sweat a little bit get some of the I don't know I just felt I enjoyed it I didn't do it I didn't do it after every treatment but I did it a lot like after April 18th when I was cancer free and done with chemo I would do it quite a bit and it was a great way to eliminate have my body just kind of get to that right temperature where it was sweating and the pores were opening and toxins were coming out and I don't know Kathy you maybe you talk about like what an infrared sauna is because right I can't explain it well, I think any type of sauna is great, honestly. Again, we're like, if you're eating like crap and you're sitting on your butt, but you're trying to go to the sauna, like it's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to say, like, you can't, don't try to detox your way out of good nutrition and good exercise habits and good sleep habits and good stress management. If you're doing these on top of good, healthy lifestyle habits, it's going right. to be helpful. So any type of sauna is great especially if you're just encouraging your body's natural way of sweating. But the infrared sauna, I, I also love because it doesn't feel hot in there. You can like bring your phone. <laughs> I mean, not, you probably shouldn't do that. You I was like say a book or but, uh, but I'm just saying like the phone doesn't get Meditate. hot. Like, that's in a good example. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good example of like how it doesn't feel so hot in there. It's actually like heating you up from the inside out, which is really crazy. And all of a sudden you're like pouring sweat, but it doesn't feel really hot. I'm a big fan. I think it's good. It can be dangerous if you're not eating and drinking enough. I, of course, don't do saunas if you're pregnant. Yeah. And uh, But what it really does is just help your body sweat, and then you get the benefit from there. So you're getting all of the junk out that way through your pores that naturally do that. So it's like there's been evidence that says it can increase exercise tolerance and speed up muscle recovery. So especially if you're training or anything like that, that can be helpful. And then can... I was going to say, I feel like a lot of athletes love it. Yeah, of course. And it can help with metabolism and all that stuff, but only if you're doing it in combination with other things. And anytime you sweat really significantly, so more than an hour of exercise, 
or after asana, mm-hmm. I usually recommend replenishing with some electrolytes. Um, so that's where like, you know, regular water would come in, but you could boost it up with putting some vegetables in there, sprinkle a little salt and lemon. You'd be good to go. You don't need a fancy sugary sports drink. No. So no Gatorade or Powerade. No. I guess we should <laughs> like say that as a negative on here. They're going like, to, I mean, they're going to cancel us. Cancel don't, can, don't cancel us. Oh, one thing no, too. Have you ever listened to Dr. Stephen Cabral? He has a podcast. Do you know him? I don't. Okay. So I found him along the way. I don't know. And I'm still subscribed to his podcast. And I think he's fascinating because he is a physician that supports functional medicine, cool. but he also says he's a naturopath. And so I think it's, it's often like you don't get the, the two, you either get one or the other, but um, he's fascinating. He does a ton of episodes on detox. He's so knowledgeable and like brilliant, but he does an episode on um, saunas and sweating. And um, how saunas is a natural way to detox. And he says that um, 19 minutes, five days a week, if you do that, can reduce the risk of dying from cardiovascular disease by like 60 65% or something like that. But he has like a not like there's just like all these like medical nuggets going back to the benefits of um, saunas sweating. and sweating. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't repeat all of it because I don't remember, but it's he talks about getting your body temperature to a certain degree and how Maybe that can, we can link it so people can listen. Yeah, Doctor Stephen Cabral, Doctor Stephen Cabral, um, love awesome. him. Uh, I love this. Okay, Sarah, let's jump to charcoal. Can we do that? Yeah. If you have been listening along to the pod, you know we love high quality vitamins that are worth your time and your money. Seeking Health Vitamins are our favorite because they are not synthetic and they are easily absorbable. We have a new coupon code exclusive to our audience. It's 10% off your first order from SeekingHealth.com. So use our code TALKTOMESISTER for 10% off. That's TALK2 with the number 2, MESISTER, for 10% off. We will link all of this information in the show notes. Enjoy! Charcoal. Tell us. Okay. I've never done this. Oh, cool. Okay. I've heard I've so, heard the hype though. I see the, the juice hard- bottles. Like the charcoal. You can buy the bottles of charcoal water at the juice bar. Yeah. They're like oh, it's black water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, should I I will say I haven't tried uh-huh. it. I, I can't I can't speak to if that charcoal water is good. Okay. For sure. It is a fad. It does actually pull toxins out of the gut. So charcoal in general, I will say. Like you could probably buy charcoal water from the juice bar or whatever, or you can buy charcoal toothpaste, buy charcoal this, charcoal that, charcoal, you know, like you can buy charcoal everything these days. So again, the marketing is like such a hot topic (laughs) with anything detox. So it's also charcoal toothpaste. Like, oh my God, um, actually it's like black. It's like black. So the way charcoal works would be like, are you okay? (laughs) You good, bro? <laughs> that something's wrong. So it yeah, it looks kind of scary when you do it. But anyway, charcoal in general, like, is very porous. So when you ingest it or when you brush it on your teeth or whatever, it actually pulls in a lot of toxins that way because it's porous. So it has all this ability to like hold a different ionic material. Is pretty much anyway. Interesting. So 
that's why like people will brush their teeth with charcoal and then like their teeth are whiter immediately. I don't know how long it lasts or whatever, but that's the whole idea. But people will ingest it for the same reasons. Now, okay, so what it's doing to your teeth may do to your gut or your liver? Your gut. Yeah. Okay. Your gut. So the thing is though, it's like you don't need to take charcoal all the time is what I also want to say. You know, if you're doing a kind of a gut detox or a gut reset or a gut cleanse, you know, you could do charcoal for five days in here. It also can be helpful. Like if you have a tummy bug, you know, it's not something you need to take all the time, but if it is something you're like, okay, I, you know, I'm feeling bloated. I'm like, IBS is flaring up, like whatever's going on. (laughs) It can be something to help you get things out. It can bind to urea and other toxins. This is one that we know what actually it's getting rid of. So it can help kidney health and some of these things that your kidney naturally get, gets out. Mm. Uh, but you don't need charcoal all the time. Like charcoal isn't the answer to everybody's prayer. Remember like when coconut oil was the answer to everybody's prayers, you know, <laughs> these are great yeah, products, but like it you don't need them is. all the time. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. I like cocoa oil on everything. Love it. On everything. Oh, but, can. Yeah, so, but same thing with charcoal. So let me plug one thing real quick and we'll link it. Yeah. There's a company that I love that I work for or that I'm affiliate for in my private practice called Gut Garden. And they have this whole like kind of gut reset program, which is super important for a lot of people. And you can buy charcoal from them or you can buy it in the set where they give you like 28 day uh, step by step to reset your gut health. And the first five ish days are only charcoal because you're really just trying to get out any of the toxins that are in there. And then you move on to more building your gut health. I like charcoal. I think it's a really good natural way to get out some toxins. You don't need it every day. Moral of the story, Kathy recommends it. What it was going to say, oh, endorses it. But <laughs> yeah, do charcoal with like a regimen that's don't like don't try to do it on your own like don't buy black market charcoal pills and do it for like 25 days no um it's it's unnecessary yeah Yeah. like gut gardens plan i love it okay i'm glad you mentioned gut garden because i was gonna ask that next like a lot of people listening are probably like okay well what is a good detox gut option and we're about to have our gut health episode so i know there's gonna be a a lot of gut nuggets on there so that's good but I'm glad you, we will plug gut garden. For That's sure. Good idea. We'll link them in the show um, notes. Okay. Speaking of gut real quick, you mentioned in our little intro that just natural bowel movements are really your body's like best way of like getting rid of toxins. Bowel movement. That's just a really polite term that we're going to use for this. Um, <laughs> so this is funny because dad, do you think he listens to the podcast? I don't know. But he he struggled with Lyme's disease and like all these like slew of health issues um, and detox. He did his own whole detox regimen. Like, what was that? 15 years ago when he's going through all those. He went to a million Mayo clinics. No one could figure out what's wrong with him. Anyway, he had Lyme's disease. He pretty much like got his body on a track where he feels really good. But he was telling me when I was I was sitting at his kitchen table after chemo being like, I really want to detox naturally. What do I do? And he was like sold on, on the fight, adding tons of fiber back into my diet and like, you know, adding supplements Mm -hmm. and things that were going to regulate my gut. And he was like, he was the one that was really adamant about gut health and just adding a ton of fiber in my diet, which I hadn't really thought of. He gave me some supplements and 
some fiber in powder form that he got and liked. And so let's talk about that because that's not like, it's not really my first go-to um, thought when I think of detox, Yeah, adding, adding I, fiber back into your diet. And yeah, it's so important because I'm, dad knows what's up and I we know. won't go into all like, what's the best, like there's so much, we could talk about fiber, honestly, a whole episode, but yeah. we are about to have a gut health episode, but I'm glad you mentioned that. And of course, glad that you prioritize that because bowel movements are a really great way to remove toxins. Obviously it's actually probably number one before sweating our mm-hmm. kidneys and our liver are all involved in like what gets <laughs> to our yeah. bowel, like comes out of our bowels, you know, but fiber, what fiber does, you've probably seen fiber in a glass. Like, have you ever seen Metamucil in a glass of water and you know yes. how it like thickens up or like psyllium husk. I remember that's what you did. Psyllium husk is I like psyllium husk because it's like yeah. the raw form. I just, yeah, you can get the powder to mix in with like water and juice. Love it. And so if you sit on a counter with psyllium husk in water or metamucil in water for too long, you go back and it's like gelled up, right? It's like a jelly. I have done that. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross, but that's great. That's actually what it's doing in your stomach. And so when it's absorbing all of that fluid, absorbing all of that water, it's absorbing all the junk and things that we don't need and we want to eliminate in that fluid. You know what I mean? So it looks gross in a glass, but we actually want that to happen in our gut. So it can kind of move through, eliminate things. It's actually really great for hormone health as well. We excrete estrogen that way. So people who have estrogen dominance oh, yeah. um, or an imbalance there, like we always say, okay, are you getting enough fiber? Most people are not getting enough fiber. I think a fiber supplement is great if you don't have, a. you need to poop once a day. And if you're not pooping once a day, you're something is out of line and we can figure out what it is, but adding fiber is a great way. I will say sometimes adding too much fiber can backfire. Mm, (laughs) Like I've had clients who are super healthy and eating a ton of fruits and a ton of vegetables and a ton of beans. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I never poop. And like, I'm like, okay, the last thing we need to do is add a fiber supplement because it can kind of swell in there and not go anywhere. If one, we're doing too much or two, we're not getting enough fluids. So if you add a fiber supplement um, or if you're eating a lot of raw fruits and vegetables and beans, make sure you're drinking enough water and that shouldn't be an issue because you do want it to swell and like leave your body, not swell and cause And stay in your body. Yeah. So so hydration is important with that. Yeah. So glad you said that because that's really good advice because I feel like, again, that's when you have to reevaluate everybody's different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if somebody, I guess if somebody is not having a bowel movement, every day, then they probably should just be drinking more water and what I mean, regulate. Most, yeah. Most people are not getting enough fiber. So it's actually probably more rare if someone's overdoing their fiber, Okay, but I would say not, don't add a fiber supplement first, go ahead and get it from foods, fruits and vegetables and things mm-hmm. like that. Oats, grains, um, you know, and get it that way and add lots of water rather than adding a fiber supplement seeing, thinking that's going to solve all your problems. But everybody's different. You can kind of play around with it. Again, gut garden, <laughs> they add in a fiber, which is a prebiotic, the collagen and probiotic and all the things you need in step-by-step step so that you're not just like, you know, shooting at the wind trying to figure out what you're doing. But yeah, yeah it, it's always, no matter what kind of fiber you're adding in, whether it's with nutrition or with supplement, you have to drink a ton of water. A ton of water. And I feel like if you have the opposite effect where it's like, 
I mean, this is getting more into gut health. We need to ask the lady, but she'll give us some tips. But like, if you're going multiple times in the morning, maybe add in the fiber. Yes, Um, actually fiber. Yeah. I'm glad you said that fiber can help with people who are having diarrhea because it can kind of solidify things. Yeah. Yeah. I think gut health is really important. We'll talk about that in the gut health episode. I'm so excited about that one. Um, Also, I wanted to mention after detox, it was really important for me to add back in juicing. I know I'm an advocate for juicing. I talk about it a lot, but I want to say that I've never just juiced like completely alone by itself. I know there's people out there that swear by it and have done like an only juice cleanse for like 45 days or something crazy and their skin turned yellow from carrot juice. I mean, more power to them (laughs) if it healed them. But like, I never did that. I thought felt like that was a little dangerous for my body because of what my body was going through as far as chemo and stuff. Juicing for me was like an amazing way to get like this crazy dense amount of nutrients all at once in the morning. There were some juice recipes I was doing that like I was getting more fruits and vegetables than some people get in a week. And so that's why I juice is to just kind of like amp up the nutrients. And especially like after I feel like my body's done a lot of detox that week, you know, I'll amp up the juice because it's like replenishing after what Kathy said, the reset. We were were not going to talk about juicing on this episode, but I will have to say, can we talk about Jammu? Have you heard of Jammu? No. But okay. I think we should. I think we should talk about juicing. I think I, we can both speak to it for sure. Okay. Like the pros and cons of it. There's definitely pros and there's some cons. So okay. So I'm gonna talk should... about. This is controversial. So I'm gonna talk about the pros. Kathy's yeah. gonna hit up maybe some cons for sure. And and some pros. Yeah. But yeah go ahead. Some pros. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, I. You, they are... can tell already that we're like. Uh. <laughs> um, Do we wanna? disagree on the pod yes, no but let's we do it let's do, do it good. because honestly we're sisters and it's we a have different topic. it's a yeah. hot topic and we can disagree <laughs> whatever i mean hello this is a podcast it's what you do is you discuss yeah, you discuss um so i've already talked about like my juice recipes that i love on my healing and recovery episode but i just want to throw jamu out there because okay. i did a lot of researching on like anti-inflammatory and like cancer fighters and so a lot of people know this but fresh turmeric is a cancer fighter and i had never heard of this but it's called jamu g-a-m-u so it's an all-natural anti-inflammatory tonic that boosts tons of health and beauty benefits also turmeric is a cancer fighter but um it sounds pretty exotic but the recipe is quite simple it's turmeric ginger honey and a squeeze of lemon literally that's it i love that it will literally like oh yeah you can make it yourself honestly you could put a little shot glass it'll like kick you out the door in the morning for sure but it reduces inflammation improves digestion and enhances immunity altogether and also it's a cancer fighter so yeah every once in a while when I'm feeling like my body's lagging or I feel like the sinuses are coming or I'm feel like puffy I do this a couple times a week and it's like I don't know I love it yeah I I was gonna go into like the backstory of jamu it's an indonesian um we'll link it people can read it's an indonesian thing but it's love it okay cool and i think turmeric the reason it's cancer fighting is because it's anti-inflammatory naturally which mm-hmm. i love that's like a herb or a root or something i don't know but anyway yeah. um <laughs> it's a root 
Yeah, I think so too. But that I love that because it goes back to the importance of food, like so many herbs and spices and things like that. And those cultures are really mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory. Like that color and turmeric is so bright. And most things with bright colors are anti-inflammatory and cancer fighting and all that good stuff. Well, it sounds good. I like it. It's so yummy. And I still do it and love it. So what's your like, let's talk about juicing. Cause, oh yeah, go. I mean, I never did it like just juicing. I never did it as a way to detox. I did it like after my sauna or after my lymphatic massage or like after my exercise or, yeah, you know, it's so like a, all the it's things. Like the world's natural, like God's given power aid. Cause you are, you're getting a lot of electrolytes naturally and things without all the junk. Yeah. But I see all this marketing of like 10 day juice fast. Like, yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about Aside from fasting, we're going to talk about fasting in a second, but what's your um, like disclaimer on, on just juicing? I think you did it the right way. I do think there's absolutely benefits. Like you said, you can get a ton of fruits and, or vegetables, ideally, in like one glass. So you can really like get big bang for your buck. The only thing with juicing is that you're getting rid of a lot of the pulp. So if you are somebody who needs fiber and is having digestive issues, you may want to do more of like a vegetable-based smoothie, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't sound great. But yeah, because that way you're still get- – or there, Good I idea. remember you did this is that you took the pulp and like cooked with it, right? Like you made muffins and stuff. Oh, yes. Remember I that? I did that. How domestic of me. <laughs> uh, I like to totally forgot I did that. Carrot muffins. Carrot. Yeah. So like yeah. if you can use the pulp and also yeah. – so like the benefit of ju- of juicing is that you get lot lots of vegetables down compact and you can get it down. It's really great in terms of getting electrolytes naturally after doing some of these sweating things we've talked about. The the 10 day juice cleanses or whatever they are generally also have a lot of fruit juices in there too. Like you'll have lots of apples and beets and uh, oranges and, you know, like it, it ends up being like just like sugar drinks. You might, it's like just ends up being really sugary. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather people eat their fruit and vegetables for 10 days than drink them, you know, cause then you're yeah. feeling full, you're getting the benefit. I understand wanting to do a reset, but often when you're drinking the fruit juices and the vegetable juices, they have a lot of added fruits, especially if you're buying all the juices from like a store and you miss a lot of the benefit. I'd rather you say, okay, for the next three days, I'm just going to eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Like you then you feel full, you get fiber, you're chewing things, you're not drinking a ton of sugar. Because when sugar, when you drink sugar in any form, it digests so fast, it'll increase your blood sugar and your insulin, therefore your testosterone and your cortisol. And, you know, just from a hormone health perspective, it's not my favorite. I'd rather you eat your fruits and vegetables. Okay, so I thought I was going to totally disagree. But now I'm mad because I kind of agree with some topics. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I do kind of agree with the sugary thing because <laughs> let me tell you, Dale Fig Tree is amazing. She has a book out and it's about her personal story. She healed her body from cancer. Basically, the doctor sent her away and we're like, we don't have, we can't, you know, do anything to save you. Anyway, she, she is amazing. Um, she's been alive for like 50 plus years after that diagnosis and everything. And she's a big advocate on eating raw fruits and vegetables. But she, I had like a Zoom with her, like a FaceTime, like consultation with her, Kathy, like yeah. uh, when I was done with chemo and I talked, I told her, I was like, you know, I juice a lot. And she was the one that told me, she was like, stay away from 
like beets mm-hmm. and carrots and the sugary, mm-hmm. uh, the sugary things, because yeah. she encouraged me to do like kind of like a V8 type smoothie, yeah. like a celery, spinach, tomato, uh, you know, all the mm-hmm. good veggies in a smoothie, just kind of better, just do, lower sugar. Yeah. Just to load lower yeah. sugar. And I thought that was interesting. Cause I've always been, I mean, obviously it's natural sugar. I'm not going to like knock natural, like please eat your I fruit. I mean, it's still sugar. But... Yeah. But eat your fruit. Don't drink it. Like yeah, it, same thing with carrots and beets. Like those are incredible foods and really aren't that sugary. But when you put 12 of them in a cup together, they will be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, carrots and meat those are those are actually really great things and important for detox actually but if you're drinking them straight for 24 hours like yeah. you're not or like not roast help. them carrots and beets like chopped oh, up on a so on a tray like a uh, roasted in the oven is yeah, like all maize but anyway i mean i'm such an advocate for juicing but i agree with kathy i mean like I, it I th- can be done it can be I think fit, it done. you can fit in it can fit in and i i will say that my favorite juicing regimens or include more veggies and Throw a bunch of ginger in there for sure, but mm, so ginger, to... lemon, you can go yes. for it. The only, really, the only controversial thing is the juice cleanses and also like the celery juice fad. It was like such a big topic, and so I will say, like, I don't like the taste of celery juice, and there's really no extra benefit to it compared to other vegetable juices. Like all vegetable juices have mineral salts or electrolytes and mm-hmm. potassium and things like that, so you don't have to choke down celery juice if you don't like the taste of it and so I would I would do that I don't I don't think it's the answer to everything same thing with like anything charcoal like if there's one thing that people are relying on it's not going to be helpful yeah I feel like too what is it what's the phrase too much of a good thing is a bad thing yeah that's what I was gonna say that's it but but I will say I'm gonna stand up for the celery juice folks because I do I do love do it I just do. I feel like like you like the taste of it for real. I lo- I literally like the taste of it and I felt like it cleared up my skin. I feel like my rash went away on the back. Like I just that's gross that I'm telling people about the rash <laughs> on the back. But I mean, chemo well, did you, a number yeah. on my body. And yeah. so I don't know, placebo, whatever. I just there's been enough research that like you just said, like the mineral salts and celery pull toxins from the liver and I've already talked about how I love the liver rescue book by Anthony Dr. Anthony Williams so I'm a fan of the ju of the celery juice like bottom line is eat your fruits and vegetables right yeah I mean that's it yeah like you do you like you do the celery juice there's absolutely benefits to it yeah but if you don't like you can do other vegetables and vegetable juices to get the same a lot of the benefit of the celery juice thing also is hydration like people are not drinking enough water. And of course your kidneys do yeah. a lot of detoxing. And so if you wake up first thing in the morning and are drinking a gallon of celery juice, like 80% of that is, or 99% of it, I don't even know how much, <laughs> is water. Yeah. So I was... like, if you're like, one thing I always tell a lot of my clients is to wake up and drink a big glass of water before you do anything else, because you waking up dehydrated and it's a great way to naturally flush out your gut and your kidneys and liver. Like first thing, and it's an easy way to do it. And if it becomes in the form of celery juice and that makes you feel best, then mm-hmm. go for it. Okay. So his protocol real quick is to drink it. Um, so yeah, eight ounces or 16 ounces of celery juice on an empty stomach. Like first thing when you wake up and wait 30 minutes before you eat anything, you know, before coffee, everything. So that's all, also so true. Like think about people like it, me for me, I woke up zero water, 
black coffee yeah. immediately. Black and coffee. Like, your liver's yeah. like, eh. so that's interesting. Yeah, I will say but, one thing too about him. I just, this is the controversial part is that yeah. he, he actually is not a, a practitioner or physician of any sort. He calls himself the medical medium because he listens to spirit. So I, know, I will I say know. like, it's but there's a balance. I get it. I understand yeah. like, I understand that like some MDs don't give great advice, you know? But it's crazy though. Literally, have you gone to like his webpage or just the, search the hashtag with all oh, for like, sure. I mean, it's like millions of people. So it's like, yeah. oh, we don't have to keep talking about this, but I totally agree. Yeah, like let's- I guess do your like let's like make do your own research see what works for you <laughs> it's probably hydration that's helping millions of people is all I'm saying okay, okay next let's hope he's <laughs> not let's hope he's not listening <laughs> no, no, he can I'll talk to him <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared tell me okay right. we have this is a long episode this is longer but yeah, I actually love it let's can we just end on fasting? on fasting let's end because, on fasting okay let me give you this little nugget before I want to I want to hear I bet you have a lot of patients ask you about fasting or intermittent fasting. Yeah, so I can give a short answer though. Uh, real quick. During my research over the last couple of years, I researched the Gerson therapy. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Do you know the book? I have the book. I'll let yes, you borrow it. I think I read, I think I borrowed your book. Okay. You but it's, you okay. Yeah. So it's by Dr. Max Gerson. He came up with the Gerson therapy. You can buy it and read it. It has, you know, a protocol in there and it's for cancer patients. It's basically like eliminate those cancer cells. And I know it's controversial, obviously. I mean, I did chemotherapy and saved my life. But anyway, it's crazy. The Gerson therapy, I'm not going to go into all of it, but it basically, part of his protocol puts you in the fast stage, like a fast stage mm -hmm. of your body. Um, uh, I guess it was like maybe 10 years ago. It was actually about to become a form of cancer treatment in the US and it went to the Senate or the Congress but it lost by like seven votes. So it's pretty interesting and it's worked for a ton of people. So I guess let's talk about fasting and we don't have to talk about specific. So you're patients. saying, okay. Yeah. So you're saying like the protocol, the book you're talking about yeah. is specifically for cancer patients. Yes. And no. I mean, I think a lot of people have done it just to like reset their body, but um, they did like a recent, I guess it was like a study talking about, you know, mice with tumors or whatever. Um, yeah. And it showed fasting during chemotherapy, like jump started the immune system. Yeah. Because it exposed, gotcha. yeah, because it exposed the cancer cells, ridding the body of old toxins, replacing the body with new ones. Traditionally, cancer patients have been told to increase nutrients. And so it's controversial because it's like, okay, it's putting your body in this like ketosis fast stage, like enhancing they they talk about how it like opens up the cell wall, yeah. but also that's controversial because it's like I remember you... when you were going through chemo, we talked about this, and you were like, yeah. "I have to eat before I go in there." Like you were like, "I'm gonna, I feel so weak, I feel so tired." Yeah, because it's it... like, are you? Is it really beneficial to tell somebody going about to chemo do chemotherapy to, yeah. to like starve? You know, but then yeah. there's all this research and like his therapy, his book is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about, you know talking about nourishing your body but he's really big on yeah. on the fasting stage so yeah uh, I, guess I, like, controversial. I think it's interesting yeah. I like fasting done in the right way for sure like yeah I think that again it's like a hot topic these days so people are really into it we talked a little bit about it on our episode with Holly like I was like fasting doesn't work for me in the tradition like in the sense of like skipping breakfast because then I eat the rest of the day <laughs> just like yeah. make up for it um 
but like you know we do know that like especially in America we have snacks everywhere we have food here we're all working from home so there's food everywhere and the second we feel hungry we eat we actually do know yes there's a ton of benefit of giving your gut that rest yeah a time to rest so usually if someone is doing a a fasting protocol where they only eat within eight hours a day. If it's working for them and that's something that gives them structure, I'm like, okay, as long as in that eight hours we're eating three really good balanced meals, I'm cool with that. But really what people should do when they're starting is evaluate their hunger. Like, are we eating every time we're hungry? Like sometimes our gut needs a break. Sometimes I'll give people, even on like a weight loss journey, Mm -hmm. I give them scheduled times to eat because then we're not just snacking mindlessly between. So it is important. I also like the idea of like a, just a 12 hour fast for everybody. And most of us do this without even thinking about it. And this is where we fast overnight. (laughs) So say I'm saying that's every day, every day. Yeah. So listen, if you're fasting for 12 hours every day, Sarah, what time do you eat dinner? What time does your family eat dinner? (laughs) Well, we're uh uh we like the blue plate special what do you <laughs> call <do> it? Too. <laughs> that's why uh, i asked you instead of me <laughs> okay okay let's say uh, five no, no, let's say let's five, say six o'clock no let's say five thirty six okay. o'clock we're like yeah I mean, we, yeah we're well just for the bed, average okay. same with us so for the average listener let's say dinner is at 6 30 p.m okay oh my gosh that's so, so you're okay. eating dinner at 6 30 and you're done eating by seven probably then you're not going to eat anymore at night. So you're starting your fast at 7 p.m. And you're going to fast until 7 a.m. Except for water. Most of us are doing that, actually. And we don't know that we are. But we're getting the benefit of our organs taking a break from digesting food mm-hmm. and doing lots of regulatory detox things at night because our stomach isn't empty. And it cuts out a lot of that nighttime eating. Like most of the time, if we're eating past 7 p.m., it's not super nutritious food anyway right so i'm i don't think we need a ton much more than that as long as we're eating well in the day but if we're all fasting kind of 12 hours overnight drinking water you know we're giving our gut time to rest and our body and our kidneys time to detox naturally then we don't need much more than that in my opinion you're getting a lot of benefits from doing that 12 hour window overnight that's really good. And allowing your body to do those detox things, giving your yeah, gut a rest. You do a lot of things at night while you sleep. Yep. Did we talk about intermittent fasting on Holly's episode? We did a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So we won't cover that. But this episode is longer than I thought. I so we should. People like it. <laughs> I, have no, I hope people haven't turned us off by hey now. Hey, guys. Thanks. Whoever's still here. Thanks for still Whoever's still you know, with us, ramble. the true OG. Oh, sisters we love um, you okay can I end on this note because I end. I just thought thought about this while you were talking I was thinking about something else I was That's fine Sarah, no Sarah left everybody else is still here thanks no <laughs> I keep going yeah. keep going no people are taking notes I'm sure um I was thinking about the juicing thing the one reason I love like pounding your body with fruits and vegetables is it can it makes you alkaline which I think a lot of us probably are really acidic. I know I was, and I that was something that I kind of started to watch. I don't know, Kathy, if you're a fan of this or not. This is kind of intense, but those pH yeah. strips that you can pee on, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember in your bathroom for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, should I use one of these? But just yeah. getting your bo- body really alkaline, I think, 
there's foods out there that can do that. And that's always, I mean, this doesn't really have to relate to detoxing, but yeah. Shouldn't we always be really alkaline? Did I make that up? Um, Did I fall into a fad? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a fad only because our bodies, there's certain parts of our bodies that are naturally acidic, like our stomach acid, our urine, things like that. But of course there's no harm in foul in trying to get your body more alkaline by eating more fresh foods. Most of the foods on the alkaline list are something that you, you know, could grow in your backyard, which isn't a bad thing. So yes, it's a good thing. All good advice. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's honestly like you're, you've done a lot of research. I always find people who go through health journeys themselves often give recommendations that are even better than practitioners because you've lived it. So I think it's a lot of really good advice. Thank you. I mean, I think you too, you've got the knowledge and I've, I've done it by trial and error, I guess. But yeah, anyway, detox in general is just, it's controversial. And I think I'm always interested to talk to people about their detox journey because I think it's different for everybody. Okay, guys, thank you so much for sticking around this long. We love you. Catch yes, us next thank time. thank you. Such a fun combo. So much to dig into. Okay, we'll talk right. soon. Bye. Bye.